What's going on, everybody? Welcome back for episode eight of Hit the Books podcast. We're here giving you our wonderful takes of this NFL season, maybe possibly some NBA and NHL talk. We're looking forward to it. The World Series is happening now. The team card last week looking a little rough. Jesse and Mackie doing some business and doing well. Anybody else got something good to say? Yeah, I had a nice week on the team card going 2-0. and The Bengals plus 6.5 and ended up winning outright. And then I had the Packers minus 7.5. Covered that spread pretty well. Huff, how'd you do this week? Yeah, that was a good weekend for you too. Uh, after the hot weekend last weekend, my 2-0 and weekend caught right back up to myself at starting out this weekend 0-2 and... Uh, back to five and four on the season, still plus on the unit side where we want to be, but um, not the weekend I was looking for. Patriot, my Patriots bet on the teaser hit. I mean, they covered the normal spread. They look good against the Jets. Uh, 49ers, I was confident early. I thought that was going to be a really close game. I knew the whole time that plus four was covering. That's why I was really glad I took them basically money line, but they just couldn't. It they just didn't come to play in the second half, and Colts ended up winning that game. It was also a monsoon. So yeah, dude, did you see how weather, hard that was weather raining? definitely came into play? That was it was raining so hard. I didn't anticipate that too. Like, I mean, that's hard to include into like putting into a bet, but it's the type of thing you got to think about. And I was obviously the Chiefs. I Chiefs minus three and a half bought a point, and they just got obliterated in Tennessee. Uh, I don't even know what the final score was. It was like twenty-seven three. Twenty-seven to three. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Not much to say for my picks this week. I'll be back ready to go next week. This this week, I say, coming back strong. Yeah, we're I, I we got something in the books, something in the kitchen cooking up. We'll see what we can get going this week. Week eight. I love the enthusiasm, gentlemen. I myself going one and zero. I'm really excited for this week eight. I have a feeling it's going to be a good one. I have, I think I think we're going to have a lot of picks. And with that being said, let's move forward into our first game. And for the Thursday night game, we have the Green Bay Packers at the Arizona Cardinals. We have the Cardinals favorited at minus six and a half, money line at minus 290, and the over-under at 50 and a half. So the Packers are 3-1 away this season. Cardinals are 3-0 at home this season. Both teams 5-0 against the spread and straight up in their last five games. What do you guys think? Mackie, you want to start here? Uh yeah, I I don't really see why the spread's six and a half here. Packers have shown how good they've been or how good how good they can be after that first game of the season. They're six and one. I mean Devontae Adams is out, Alan Lazard is out. There's not a lot of options at the wide receiver, but it's still Aaron Rodgers and he showed what he could do. I like the Packers here plus six and a half. Yeah, I agree with that. Green Bay's defense has come to play this season, keeping five of its past six opponents from between 10 and 22 points scored. And with a high-paced Arizona offense, I think that's something that they're going to need to take advantage of this Thursday. Um, I think if, especially if Devontae Adams can get the double uh, negative COVID test and if he's able to get in the lineup, I think the, the Packers can easily cover six and a half. I, I can see, honestly, Packers winning this game outright and giving the Cardinals their first loss on the season. Yeah, they got to lose at some point. I mean, they're a good team, but they're not a team that's going to go 17-0. Yeah, and it, I, I just see a prime time Thursday night game. I know the Packers could be missing a couple guys, but 
I think this is a game where Aaron Rodgers goes, you know, in a dome and shows what he what he's capable of and what the Packers have been able to, you know, like you said, turn their season into after that week one loss of the Saints. Plus 235 for the Packers on the money line. I think that'd be an interesting one, them winning outright. But I could absolutely see it. Two teams here. I think the Packers are going to walk away here doing well. Plus six and a half is a great take because I don't think they're going to lose by a touchdown. No chance. It, this might be a game that goes to overtime. Thursday night game. Packers have been in an overtime game already this season. You're right. Yeah, and that covers the six and a half. Absolutely. All right, and moving forward, first Sunday, 1 p.m. game, we have the Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills. We have the Bills favorited at minus 13 and a half, money line at minus 900, a lock, and the over-under at 49 and a half. Buffalo is 5-0 and straight up in its last five games when playing Miami. An easy trend to go with there. But you take the 13 and a half, a quite high spread this week. A couple other high ones, but this one being up there. High over under as well, 49 and a half. Yeah, I mean, I think the Bills are going to get that. They're going to get those big spreads all season playing those inferior teams like Miami, who's one and six. And uh, the Bills coming off a bye week after a loss to Tennessee in week six. And a good Tennessee team that was a tough. Tough loss for them, but um, Mackey had them in his parlay that week, and Miami's also on a six-game losing streak after starting the season 1-0 with a, uh, a win in New England. Um, uh, Buffalo's going to be without Dawson Knox in this game, one of Josh Allen's favorite targets. Uh, I just think 13.5 is something that the Bills are going to be able to cover here. I just don't have too much faith in the Dolphins. Yeah, I would say if these were two random teams that – the Bills cover easily, but this is also a divisional matchup, and these teams know each other. They've game plan for each other since the beginning of the year. I I think on the off chance Dolphins cover, I I don't really know what else to say. I think Bills win the game. It could be one of those games where the Dolphins cover backdoor. I could absolutely see the Dolphins covering here. Maybe not guaranteed, like you said. I'm with you, Mackie, you know. It's very possible they could come in and sweep that backdoor cover. And next, we have the Carolina Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons. We have the Falcons favorited at minus three, the money line at minus 164, and the over-under at 46. Atlanta is 6-1 and one against the spread in straight up in their last seven games against the Panthers. But I don't know if I see the Falcons doing well here. I think the Panthers might come out and win this game outright. I don't know if I'd take it, but the plus three is looking quite good. Any thoughts, gentlemen? I will never bet on either of these teams ever again. These are the two teams that, when people say they never bet on those teams, these are the two teams that I will never bet on. The Panthers, two weeks in a row, absolutely fucked us. Atlanta's just known for not being a team to bet on. Just stay away from this game. I don't even know. I have nothing to say. This may be a trap game. This isn't a trap game. These are just two bad teams. These are just two bad teams. 
It's just an awful game. Carolina's on a four-game losing streak. Atlanta's on a two-game winning streak. The only reason that I think Carolina could win this game is with that going against both of those trends. Carolina gets back on track, and then I can see both of these seasons just absolutely falling apart. Carolina would be four and four. Atlanta would be three and four, and then they both get ridden off to the season, the end of the season, with maybe five, six wins. You know what I mean? Something like that. But I don't know. This is a tough game, divisional matchup. What's the spread here? Three. Three, even three. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'll give the Panthers three just because, I don't know. It's just tough. That's a tough game. Next, we have the Philadelphia Eagles at the Detroit Lions. We got the Philadelphia Eagles favorited at minus three and a half. The money line at minus 188 and the over-under at 48. I don't got any trends for this one. Huffy, you got anything good? Um, Philly coming into this game on a two-game losing streak. Detroit's obviously 0-7 on the year. Um, Detroit's been in almost every game they've been playing. Last week, they were giving the Rams a sweat. Uh, who ended up covering that game? Did the Rams, Rams end up covering that game? No, they did not. I had Detroit. Lions covered? Yeah. Yeah, like... They, they lost like 11 or something. Lions are covering games. They're at home. They're 0-7. I think they got to get a win here sooner or later, but I think I'm confident giving them the three and a half. Yeah, the Eagles have looked like probably one of the worst teams in the league this year. Um, the Lions, they stay in games. I mean, they cover spreads. That team has some has probably the most heart in the league. They will they fight in every game. They obviously don't have the most skill, which is why they're losing all these games. But I'd say this is a game that they can come out on top in. I could absolutely see it. The three and a half is looking quite appetizing. Plus one fifty eight on the money line for Detroit. Give me the three and a half. I think I'm gonna put that on my individual. Yeah, and if they do lose this game, I could see a last second field goal. So that still covers the spread. Yeah. Yeah, you're exactly. And the Eagles are looking I mean, Miles Sanders questionable, so I think all things are pointing towards giving Detroit the points here. I yeah, like I it. agree. All right. And next we have the Tennessee Titans at the Indianapolis Colts. We have the Indianapolis Colts favorited at minus one and a half. The money line at minus 122 and the over-under at 51. The Titans are plus 104 money line on the opposite side. Both teams are 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six games. Both of these, this is going to be a really good game. I kind of agree. This is a divisional matchup. I mean, if the Colts want to win the division, if they want a chance, they have to win this game. And they're home. I mean, I, I think these, this is a matchup where they split the season series. Normally, I would say Titans are coming off two, two wins against two of the best teams in the league. But, I don't know, I think I can see the Colts pulling this one out. I know you guys are going to disagree with me. Yeah, I like the Titans here. Titans, they look good in their Week 3 matchup against the Colts, beating them 25-16. Um, I know that one was at home. Could be a different game. Carson Wentz is a little bit healthier. He was playing on two sprained ankles back in, but I uh, just never have too much faith in him. And uh, 
lost me a bet this week on my teaser, but I think this week I like giving the Titans. I honestly, I'll just let them win outright. The one and a half is not too worth it for me, so I think Titans win this game outright. I just think it could be a trap game. I think the Titans should win this game. I just, you know how things work. You think the Colts might win it by like one? I think there might be a bad call at the end of the game. I could so see that. That's how it goes. Alrighty, in the next one o'clock game, we have the Los Angeles Rams at the Houston Texans. Big spread here. We got the Rams at minus 14 and a half. Money line at minus 950 and the over under at 48. I like this trend. The over is 15 and 2 in the Los Angeles Rams' last 17 games against AFC South teams. Do you take the over 48 here at minus 106? Not not favorited. Um, I don't know. I like the Rams here, obviously. They're going to win this game. Uh, I don't like the number 14 and a half. I don't think uh, even the Texans at home, I think they can score maybe 10 and that would have to, I don't know. I just, those high spreads are hard, especially when it's 14 and a half. 13 and a half is like, makes me feel a lot better than 14 and a half. Yeah, I don't really have much to say about games like this. I also don't think the Rams are as good as everyone says they are. Obviously, they're still like a top seven, top eight team in the league, but I don't think they're a Super Bowl contending team. But with that being said, they still win this game. I don't know about the spread. I don't like the spread. Definitely not going to take the minus 14 and a half in the Rams' favor. Maybe plus 14 and a half for the Texans, but would not put that in my card. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a lot of points, but the Rams have shown they're able to score it well. So I don't know. I just don't like this game. It's definitely a toss up. I, I don't know. Not sure what to say here, but that's a segue into our next game the Cincinnati Bengals at the New York Jets. We got the. Bengals favored it at minus 11.5. The money line at minus 5.10. And the over-under at 42.5. Cincinnati is 4-1 against the spread in their last five games on the road. And the Jets are 4-0-1 against the spread in their last five games when playing at home against Cincinnati. Jets bring it back Joe Flacco. Mackie, you see that? I saw that they, they signed him, did they? Yeah, they, they had the trade for him or whatever. But, I mean, Zach Wilson's leading the NFL in interceptions. So, it's like they had to get a veteran guy he's all, in that room. He, he's also injured. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying he has nine interceptions in however many games. Eight games, seven games. Yeah, I mean, that is his fault. But, like, he is also a rookie playing with probably the worst all-around team in the league. They're bad. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna defend him because I'm not a fan of his. I don't think he should have been drafted second. But yeah, I think the Bengals win this game. That's a, just a tough spread there. Um, Eleven and a half. I still think they win this game by thirteen. So I'll take the Bengals on the minus. Yeah, I agree. I, I Jets are awful. They're not really gonna win any games. They're probably even come close. Give me the Bengals. I'm liking the choices, boys. I think I'm going to ride with you. The minus 11.5 is looking good. Let's take the Bengals. 
And next, let's bring it home to the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cleveland Browns. We've got the Browns favorited at minus three and a half, the money line at minus 200, and the over-under at 42 and a half. Will the Brownies cover the minus three and a half, being four and one straight up in their last five games at home? Well, it matters what Browns team comes out. I mean, is Baker Mayfield still injured? Is he's he has a still injured? Yeah, he's he's injured. His shoulder's like broken or something, and he's still trying to play this week. I'm hoping he I'm hoping he talks the Browns into letting him play, and then I will. The Steelers plus three and a half. If Baker, May- I don't care who plays. I love the Steelers plus three and a half here, and that's bias aside. I just think the Browns are so banged up right now. They're not playing like the the hyped up Browns that everyone knows or thinks is coming out this year. You know they got guys like Chubb, Jarvis Landry, Clowney, Denzel Ward. They're all questionable for this game. Browns are this hyped up Browns defense is allowing twenty three point six points per game. Um, Steelers are, I mean, they've looked good the past two weeks after starting out sloppy with the losses, you know, to Cincinnati, who turns out they are looking good as a good team. Losses to Oakland, you know, they look good now. Um, Cleveland's only won one of their past three. I mean, they did lose to Arizona and the Chargers, but I think Steelers plus three and a half here, divisional matchup, one o'clock game. I think, I think this is a game where this could be very close and down to the end. I like giving the Steelers the three points. Yeah, I think if Baker's out, definitely give me the Steelers. Um, I don't know. The line will probably change a lot if he is in, but I can see a cover here by the Steelers. Good game. This can be a good game. Yeah, definitely. This is going to be a great game. I'm really excited for it. Hop, I like your take. I just think the Browns' defense, for how hyped up they are, they're allowing a lot of points. They are. I, that's actually been talked about too. Jadavion Clowney is questionable. Um, I mean, Miles Garrett's gonna always gonna do his thing. So, like, you got to watch out for him. The Steelers got T.J. Watt. You know, Brown's got a game plan for him. But I think going both ways. If an injured Baker Mayfield or Case Keenum, with if the Browns are allowing let up what they're averaging, I don't like the Browns' ability to score that many points on the Steelers' defense this week. That's just my opinion. No, but, yeah. Definitely not. If they're hitting the averages, I like the Steelers to cover three especially, but I can see the Steelers winning this game outright. That that plus 168 money line is tempting to me, but I like that it's three and a half and not two and a half. If it was two and a half or three, I'd probably just take them on the money line, but three and a half, I'll give them the points. That'll definitely mix up the division if, if they uh, pull off a win here. That's what I'm saying. This division is so shaken up right now with how good Cincinnati's doing, so it's like it wouldn't surprise me if we go into Cleveland win this game. And then we play uh, Cleveland the last game of the season. I could see them beating us that game and, like, you know what I mean? Or we, we win that game to, like, get in a playoff spot or something. You know what I mean? Just shaking things up yet again. I think. Something dramatic. Yeah, just because, you know, it's all fixed. They do it on purpose. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. And let's move into our last 1 o'clock game. We have the San Francisco 49ers at the Chicago Bears. We got the 49ers favorited at minus three and a half, the money line at minus 186, and the over-under at 39 and a half, rather low over-under. San Francisco is 14 and six straight up in their last 20 games on the road. Do you like the minus 186 money line? Maybe not enough value there, but three and a half is not a very high spread. San Francisco is trash to me. I don't think they're good at all. I mean, 
Jimmy Garoppolo is so overrated. What about, I don't know what about that team was so was supposed to be so good. Their defense. But they're not even doing any I mean, they're not doing bad per se, but they're not doing anything crazy. No, I know. Yeah, I'm just saying and their receivers are supposed to be like that that West Coast offense, whatever the hell you want to call it, whatever. But the Debo Samuel, Debo. I mean, they have athletes on their like at skill positions, but Jimmy Garoppolo is just not the guy that you want there, and I think that's why they addressed that issue and went ahead and drafted Trey Lance early on this year in this past draft. But uh, Justin Fields, um, back to the on the, the Bears side, Justin Fields. I mean, two touchdowns, six picks on the year. Uh, Khalil Max doubtful for this game. Um, Chicago's on a two-game losing streak. 49ers are also on a four-game losing streak, but kind of a shitty game here. But I think I, I like the 49ers to win this game outright. I don't know if I like the three-and-a-half, but I like their money line maybe in a parlay. Yeah, Bears are just brutal. I mean, it's hard to bet on a team like that. But I don't, I don't know. I don't trust the Niners either. Yeah, I don't trust either of these teams too much, but that's what with that with the points there. So I'd probably, if I were to do something here, I'd like – 49ers money line with with something else to bring that 186 up a little bit. I think that's a smart move. Alrighty, and the first four o'clock game is the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Seattle Seahawks. We got the Seahawks favorited at minus three and a half, the money line at minus one seventy two, and the over under at forty three and a half. What do you guys think? When this drops to minus three, I love Seattle. Because it will drop to minus three. It's minus one oh six right now, so yeah, I love Seattle. I mean, here. I don't know. Does Trevor Lawrence start winning games now? He's on, I don't. He I won don't his know. last game. No. Yeah, and then the bye week. Uh, I don't know. No. Seattle's a tough place to play. Geno covers seven and zero against the spread. I think. I think he's going to get a win here at home. I did not know he was seven and zero against the spread. That's interesting. Yeah, he's seven zero against the spread in his last seven starts. Seahawks minus three. <laughs> and next we have the new england patriots at the los angeles chargers we have the chargers favorited at minus six the money line at minus 240 in the over under at 48 and a half patriots are looking good here i like patriots patriots are five and zero against the spread in their last five games when playing the los angeles chargers does that give you guys any direction I like the Patriots here. It was five and a half, and I like the Patriots at five and a half. Um, I think going to six, uh, it's trending towards my direction in our favor, but that's also meaning something a lot of people are liking the Chargers or other things are happening. But I think the Patriots have the ability to go to L.A. and in that dome and you know play a good game. Mac Jones has looked good. The offenses look good. And I know the Chargers are coming off a of bye week too, so – uh, Patriots are scoring 25.6 points per game with a rookie quarterback and, you know, Damian Harris at running back. And, you know, they just don't have too many big name guys on the offensive side of the ball. And they're just still getting it done as winners in, in two of their past three games. So I like to give me the Patriots with the points here. I might even, I like them maybe if it goes up a little more, but at six, I, I'm confident with just six. Yeah. Give me the Pats uh, plus six in an absolute shootout. I mean, it's yeah, this could be a, be a crazy game. 45-42 game, something like that. It's going to be back and forth the entire game. I like the, I like the over in this game. Now that yeah, I was thinking that too. I was getting into that. I like the over in this game. I think it's going to be one of the best the best 4 o'clock game to watch. You know, I know we got Bucks Saints coming up, but 
I think this is going to be a really good game. Yeah, it should be an absolute shootout. Give me a patch to cover. Yeah. I think we're all on the same page on that one. So let's move into the Washington football team at the Denver Broncos. We've got the Broncos favorited at minus three, the money line at minus 162, and the over-under at 44.5. Washington is 5-1 and one against the spread in its last six games when playing on the road against Denver. Do you like them on the plus here? It's a tough place to play. That's actually kind of an impressive stat. I mean, not even that it's like a Denver's been really good. I mean, they did have Peyton Manning the past couple or a couple years ago, and but I mean, it's a tough place to play. Go there in the altitude and win games, but or cover spreads is different. But uh, I like Washington here. Give them the three when it drops the three or when it goes to three and a half, which is looking like plus threes at minus one hundred four right now. So when it goes to three and a half, I like giving Washington the three and a half. I mean, it's going to go to two and a half. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right. I was thinking the other way. I still like – I'll take them plus three. I think I could see that pushing, but I, I'm confident giving them three uh, on the road. I think guys like Gibson and Heineke, the, I think the Washington's a better team than the record shows. They're just playing a lot of tough teams, and they're not converting in a lot of their chances. But I think this week against an inferior Denver Broncos team who's uh, – after starting out 3-0, and they're – I mean – not looking good, losing four straight. So, I think I think Washington can cover three here. Yeah, I mean Washington doesn't look too banged up. They're just not a very good team. They've been yeah, they're not a well, good though. team. Broncos just look beat the fuck up. I mean they're they don't look good at all. Everything they I mean they've lost four in a row after a pretty impressive start. But once they play teams that can actually compete, they're not doing anything. And I think Washington's a pretty mid level team, so I think they can definitely. Cover spread and maybe even one out, right? Yeah, I like them plus three. Alrighty, and the final four o'clock game on Sunday is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the New Orleans Saints. We got the Bucks favored at minus five and a half, the money line at minus two fifty five, and the over under at forty nine and a half. I got a couple trends for this one. Tampa Bay is fourteen and one straight up in its last fifteen games. 10-1 and one straight up in its last 11 games on the road. New Orleans is 5-1 and one straight up and against the spread when playing Tampa Bay. I like Tampa Bay minus 5 a lot here. Yeah, I think that's the obvious answer. But, uh, again, the, the divisional matchup, dude. Divisional teams always cover. Like, the, the plus always covers. It's like a trend. I don't know how, but, like, you're also playing. They're playing on the road. Probably the uh, the second best team in the in the NFC South are the is the Saints. I don't know. Five and a half is a lot of points. It's gonna go to six. You still like the the Bucks? It's At tough because you know. I don't know. Yeah, like I mean, Kamara, Kamara can score two touchdowns on any given Sunday. So it's like yeah. The thing is, it could either be like a forty-one to like ten game, or it could be like a. 27-23. Yeah, I think you're talking me into Saints, but I don't know. This is tough here. I'd have to do some more thinking on this one. I think Bucks definitely come out on top, though. Yeah. It's just, is it is it by 4 3? I don't know. Is it by 4 or 24? Yeah. That might be an interesting one to put with your that other one you were talking about, that minus 186. What game was that? Yeah, your teaser. 
The teaser. Or a teaser. How many? How long are you gonna ride the teasers out for, Huff? I don't know. I'm one and one right now on teasers. <laughs> Once you go negative, I think you gotta call it quits. We'll see. And moving on to the Sunday primetime game, we got Mackey's Dallas Cowboys at the Minnesota Vikings. We got the Cowboys favorited at minus one and a half, the money line at minus 124, and the over-under at 55. Dallas is 5-0 and against the spread and straight up in their last five games, as we know, doing super well lately. Minnesota is 7-1 against the spread in their last eight games when playing at home against Dallas. So they're doing well against Dallas in previous years. I'm interested to see what happens here. Mackie, what do you got to say? This is an absurd line, in my opinion. I don't understand how this is a one It's a trap a game, dude. Say again? It's a trap game. It's Sunday night football. You know your trend it's Sunday not, night. It's not a trap game because if it's a trap game, they have to lose the game. Underdog, lose underdogs game. cover. I'm telling you, dude, I can see the Vikings win this game. I don't know why. It's it's primetime game. Kirk Vikings are an inconsistent team. I can see them. Kirk Cousins in primetime games. Kirk Cousins is like 0 10 in primetime games. I know he's not good. I, I'll tell you, I, I like the, I just, I don't know. I'm going to ride. I was There's faded. No, I faded the Sunday night trend last week. I'm going to go, I'm going to ride it this week. I like the, I, I like I the Vikings here. I, I can't, I can't disagree with you more here. I, I really can't. I don't, is that, how can you even see, say that? The Cowboys have been so over the top good. Vikings are so mediocre. Kirk Cousins has a consistent trend that's like 0 and 9 on primetime games. You're fading a lot of trends here, Huff. What trend am Except, I fading? The Cowboys or Sunday Night Football underdogs? Well, you're fading the you're you're fading Kirk Cousins on primetime games, but the Sunday Night underdogs have been covering. I don't know, man. Do what you got to do, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my boys here. Compelling arguments, there, gentlemen. I like to hear it. All right, I found it. It's Kirk Cousins is four and two in those starts on Sunday Night Football. He's two and one record with Washington and two and one with Minnesota on Sunday night. What you were saying, he's oh he was zero and six in Washington on Monday Night Football, and with Minnesota, he's zero and three. But combined zero and nine on Monday night. So you were right, but. Yeah, you were right, but I think the fact that, I don't know, Sunday night underdogs, I just like the Vikings here. I know you're going to say you like Cowboys, and I, I, I understand everything you're saying, but that I just wanted to make sure we were right on that, that trend that you said with the, the 0-6 and 0-9 and and or whatever it was. Well, I was, I was right about something. I knew it was fucking something. Fair enough. Let's move forward to the Monday primetime game. We have the New York Giants at the Kansas City Chiefs. We got the Chiefs favorited at even minus 10. The money line at minus 460 in the over under at 52 and a half. Kansas City is 16 and 4 straight up in its last 20 games at home. But the New York Giants are 8 and 1 against the spread in their last 9 games when playing Kansas City. I feel like these two teams don't play each other a lot. Yeah, like that. Those 10 games probably go back like 25 years. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, like I can't even remember the last time these two teams have played each other. Um, I don't know. 10 big points spread. Kansas City's at home. Hasn't looked good. This is a game where I could see the if the Giants are still as banged up as they are, I could see Kansas City scoring 40 points. I've said that each week. Um, 
just tough. I don't know here. I mean, they put up three points last week. You got to remember that. I mean, they only put up three points last week against a below-average Titans defense. How good is that offense really going to be this week? I don't know. I can see – I don't know. It's just tough to say. I can see the Chiefs covering 10, but I can also see them winning by 10 in this whole game pushing. So, just tough game, Monday Night Football. I have to agree with you on that one. All righty, and now it's time for the part of the episode where we go over the team card as well as the individual cards. First, with the team card, we have Patriots plus six, Seahawks minus three, moving that, so it, it will be a minus 115 payout, Bengals minus ten and a half at minus 110, and the Packers plus six and a half. Yeah, uh, my portion of the individual cards, I'm going to be going with the Bills minus 13 and a half at home against Miami. I like the Lions plus three and a half against the Eagles at home. And I like the Steelers plus three and a half on the road in Cleveland. And uh, stay tuned. I'm looking to be adding some anytime touchdown scores, maybe some player props, uh, maybe a parlay. But for now, those are my three picks with the spreads that I'm going to be going with. But stay tuned to the Instagram for the, the official card going into this Sunday. I like it, Huff. I like it. For my individual card, I got Cowboys minus one and a half. I got that for two units. Got to around my boys. And I got Packers money line, which is plus 230, if I'm not mistaken. I did that for, for a half unit. And then I got the Washington football team plus three. Then I got I cooked up a little parlay. I got Titans money line plus 104. Browns money line for minus 200. Chargers money line for minus 225 and the Bucks money line for minus 255. This pays out for uh, one unit pays out $515. I do a half unit. It pays out 257 and change. Love it, Mackie. Love it. And for myself, I'm riding with Huff on a few. Steelers plus three and a half. Lions plus three and a half. I'm going to take the over. 48 in the Los Angeles Rams at the Houston Texans, as well as I'm going to have a small two-leg parlay, the 49ers at minus 186 and the Bucks at minus 255 per, for a plus 114 payout. I think that's a good look on a parlay. Small, safe. Let's get it going this week, boys. Love it. I'd like to officially add Titans money line to my card. Tyler Huffnagel is officially adding Titans money line. This is a last, a last, last second, second, last ad. second. Let's you got to get it in there. Fourth pick. You love it. You love to see it. Plus one hundred four money line. Let's have a week. Love it. Let's start off strong with Thursday. Move into Sunday and finish off Monday and keep it moving for the week. Yeah, let's make some money this weekend. Uh, 0-2 last weekend for me personally. You two were hot. Let's uh, let's get back to it, make some money. Uh, hopefully you two stay hot, get the team card back on track, get things rolling here. Let's go, week eight. Let's go. All right, let's get into some of the uh, college football for this weekend. Um, there's a couple plays that I'm liking, a couple big games this weekend. Michigan at Michigan State, Iowa at Wisconsin. Miami at Pitt, Texas, Baylor, uh, just to name a few, and Iowa State, WVU. Um, Mackie, you got any picks that you're, you like this weekend, this Saturday? 
Yeah, give me Michigan State money line over Michigan. That that game is going to be just unreal. I mean, two powerhouse teams, both undefeated, both in the same state, obviously. Michigan, Michigan State's home, so I think they get the edge right there. Give me the money line, plus 170 or plus 160. Yeah, I like that. Before you, I even heard you say that, I was thinking I like I like giving Michigan State the three and a half, but I, I can see them winning that game outright at home. Um, I like Iowa to get things back on track uh, at Wisconsin, plus three and a half. Give them the points, though, um, just because, like you said, that home that home field advantage is huge in college. Uh, the one that I like a lot, though, is Pitt minus nine and a half at home against Miami. Kenny Pickett has looked awesome the past. However many so weeks, Pitt is back on track after that loss to Western Michigan, which is looking like it'll be Pitt's kind of stranglehold on the season this year where could hold them out of a, a really high ranking perhaps. I mean, they could have got as high as, I don't know about a playoff spot, but they could have been maybe a bubble team. Where well, like, they could be, if they didn't have that loss, they could be probably like a nine seed right now. I was going to say maybe seven, seven to nine, yeah. So, yeah, if they, if they do go undefeated the rest of the season, they'd, that would keep them out of a bowl game because they definitely would have made it undefeated. Yeah, they're. I keep hearing rumors they're saying Penn State and Pitt could play in a bowl game if they both win out or something. That would be kind of sweet. That'd be nuts. Yeah, that'd be surreal. And then another one, Texas Baylor. Um, not. I'm not too big on either of these teams this year. I think, I like you said, the home field. I like. I like Baylor at home here, but Texas. They've come to play this year, but. I don't know. I, I think Baylor every every couple of years Baylor has a year where they have a just so average year where they end up with a winning record. But uh, Cincinnati at Tulane, I think Cincinnati rolls them probably by like thirty five. Huff, how do you feel about West Virginia at home against Iowa State? Plus seven, seven and a half on Fanduel. Plus seven and a half. Um, that's tough. Uh. Dub V, tough year. I, I I haven't had much confidence in Jarrett Dagey since he got to Morgantown. Um, they're a good team in Morgantown. Yeah, they they're a different team in Morgantown. Is they're they're they struggle on the road when they we go to play these Big Twelve teams that you know they have these. I don't know. They just it's a different atmosphere on the road. It's hard to play these college teams on the road like. I think at home, the ability to cover seven and a half is a lot different than, you know, a road team coming in, getting seven and a half, laying seven and a half points in Iowa State's uh, instance here. But I like WVU. I think the to lose, I think I don't like their chances to win this game, but I think they can cover at home. Yeah, I agree. I think they cover. They might lose by seven. They'll definitely lose this game. I mean, all they do is lose games, but. What's the night game? I don't know. There's a few of them. Like the the main night game. There's North Carolina, Notre Dame. That's going to be a good one. Penn State, Ohio State. That's probably the one I'll be watching. Um, I'm curious to see if Penn State can cover that 18 and a half. If Penn State or Ohio State, you mean? Well, yeah, if Ohio State covers. I I don't know. Penn State. I I don't know. Penn State's looked rough the past couple weeks, but Big 12 matchup. I will be hammering under 60 and a half in that game. Big Ten. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Big Ten. My bad. Excuse me. Uh, under sixty and a half. I don't care. <laughs> Big Ten matchup in Columbus. I'll take under sixty and a half. I love it. Damn, that's in Columbus. That's gonna be insane, dude. I think it's low scoring. 
Alrighty, and now time for a little World Series chat. We got the Atlanta Braves at the Houston Astros tonight. What are you thinking, Huff? The Braves are up one nothing so far. Game one has been complete. Game two being played tonight, tonight Wednesday. What do you think, buddy? Um, I don't know. Braves came out hot in game one. Uh, I didn't really expect that. I don't think a lot of people expected the Braves to be here in this position. I agree. But I think they played, I mean, they won their series against the Dodgers. Dodgers didn't look too good, but Braves came out swinging in game one. I think I think the Astros could even things up here at home in game two. And then when things go to Atlanta in game three, I think that's when the series could get interesting. And uh, But tonight, um, I don't know much about this pitcher going for Houston, but Freed going for Atlanta, he's a, he's a known guy, known starter. He's been around the league for a couple of years now and, Definitely has the ability to uh, throw a good game for Atlanta and give them the chance to go up 2-0 in this series and really grab a stranglehold on this World Series. But um, I personally think the the bats are going to come out for Houston tonight at home. The home field advantage is going to be there. So I like the I like the Astros to even this thing up tonight. Uh, I think I saw minus 115 on Fanduel. Um, yeah, minus 118 on Fanduel. Over under eight and a half runs. Uh, I think it could be a high-scoring game, so if you like that, I'd, I'd definitely lean towards the over of eight and a half. But I like the Astros to win this game. Outright betting for the World Series winner right now, Braves are favored at minus one sixty. Astros at plus one forty. Again, this is before Game Two. What do you think about that, Huff? You like the Braves to win? I mean, that's minus one sixty, not great value, but. I think yeah, I mean I think I could I could see definitely see the Braves winning the World Series. They're definitely a good team. I think if they had Acuna still who got hurt out for the year early on in the season, um I think they'd be a whole different team offensively, but uh they're still here without him, so they're definitely a good team. If they can get the pitching going and keep the pitching rolling, I should say, but uh if they can keep the bats going and everything going the way it is, I definitely could see Atlanta winning the World Series. I think that's a fair statement. And now time for some NHL chat. Looking at Thursday as well as this weekend of the NHL games. Huff, you got anything you see you like? Flames, Penguins, Coyotes, Lightning. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple good ones this uh, this Thursday coming up tomorrow. Um, I definitely like the Penguins to get things back on track at home. It's looking like they're going to be sitting around a minus 120 money line, according to what ESPN has on their app. So... Uh, don't have any odds yet posted on FanDuel, so but I do like the Penguins to win this game. Uh, maybe maybe puck line here, get things back on track offensively. Uh, Lightning at home against the Coyotes, think they win that one for sure. I think that's a given. Coyotes 0 and 5 and 1. I don't think they're going to get things or get their first win of the season in Tampa Bay. So I like Tampa Bay to win. If you want to put that in a parlay, maybe Lightning Penguins. I like that right there. Uh, you got the Bruins visiting the Carolina Hurricanes. Carolina's five and zero in the year with ten points. You know, looking good right out of the gate. Uh, Boston three and one, not too bad either. So, uh, I think I like the Bruins. Maybe give Carolina their first loss on the year. Couple undefeated teams. Looking at the standings, you got teams like Florida six and zero, first team in the East. Carolina's five and zero. Washington's four zero and two. Blues. How about B- Buffalo? Buffalo's four one and one. Like. No one expected Buffalo to come out of the gate like this, that's for sure. 
And the Penguins, I mean, without with all the injuries, three, one, and two, they're staying in it with eight points. Blues in the West. You start to look at the Western Conference. You got the Blues at five and zero. Oilers five and zero. The Wild, another team, haven't really had much hope lately. They signed Kaprizov or whatever his name is. Uh, they finally have some offensive power. Uh, five and one on the year. Things are looking good there. Calgary's no joke though. Uh, they looked good the other night against New Jersey. Um, they're four and one on the year. San Jose, another one with Evander Kane out, kind of surprising teams, but uh, I'd say on the more surprising half, Chicago's zero and five, zero five and one. Unreal, um, honestly. Yeah, Montreal one and six, another surprising one. Toronto two four and one, uh, and Phillies two one and one. Uh, I think Phil, I think Philly's the team that's going to make a run here. Perhaps could sneak in a playoff spot, but. Detroit, another one, three, two, and one. Like a lot of teams that are just going to surprise people right out of the gate. But I think the the good teams will prevail as usual, and uh, we'll see who ends up running out the the rest of the season, the whole eighty two games. But it's going to be a good NHL season. Uh, looking at it so far, a lot of action so far, a lot of good plays. But tomorrow night, there's definitely I like I like the Penguins get things back on track at home. I like the Lightning at home, and I think I like the Bruins on the road. But as far as the what the late night games, um, I like the Wild at the Kraken, and maybe maybe a little Winnipeg Jets at the L.A. Kings. I'm liking all those picks, honestly. Big on the Wild, big on the Jets. Bruins and Hurricanes is the only one I'm a little hesitant about. I think the Hurricanes might keep it going with their their solid record here this like, year. Yeah, I like the Sharks at home too. Sabers Ducks is a tough one because Sabers are like. Way better than they're supposed to be right now. The Ducks are actually like a good team at home, so I don't know. I kind of like the Ducks. That is an interesting game there. I'm not going sure. Out, going out to California, that's a tough road trip. Very tough, always. That time change gets everyone. All right, boys. Thanks for tuning in this week. Hopefully, we can have a successful week. Keep this, uh, keep my hot streak going, and see you guys next week. And that's going to do it for us here on this episode of Hit the Books Podcast. Be sure to check us out on our various social media platforms. Instagram at hitthebooks.pod. Twitter at hitthebooks underscore pod. Website at hitthebookspod.com for all the latest on Hit the Books. And be sure to always study hard. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.